It's time for What You Need to Know. What You Need to Know is being brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. 90 minutes from wherever you are, and it's good times. So let's do it. Here we go. What You Need to Know. Here's Laura. All right, guys. So I'm huge on, I actually really like the moon because I'm a cancer. And I'm ruled by the moon. So you're a lunatic. Hey, oh! No, I'm joking. Go ahead. What? No, that moon, is Luna. Moon, moon, Come on, you're I a mean, word, I mean, I got it. I got it, but I don't. But I mean, you know, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes I could be a little crazy. I'm Mexicana. You know, it is what it is. So anyways, this weekend we're going to have the blood moon eclipse. Oh. Okay. So I was, uh, I was really excited for that because uh, this hasn't happened in a decade. So if you guys want to stay up May 15th into May 16th, you guys can see a total eclipse. It'll last five total of five hours, though. So it's a blood. Well, okay, please explain to me exactly so what a blood total moon eclipse is. Blood moon eclipse to rise over the U.S. this weekend. It says the moon will turn red during an eye-popping spectacle, unlike any other in the night sky. Oh, I will. One. What time of day is it supposed to happen at? So this is going to be from nine thirty-two p.m. Eastern. So Sunday. Oh, yeah. That's roof territory. Two, yeah, yeah. Two fifty. Heck so yeah. Five hours. I'll be there. Wait, what day of the week is this? Sunday, May 15th into uh, Monday. Monday. May 16th. Got mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You got, you got plans then? Well, um, you know, it's, dude, that'd be a cute date on a rooftop. Yeah, that's what I'm boo. saying. You know, I'm Me just my girl, saying. Can we go up to the roof every Sunday night and watch the sunroof? Sunroof. I mean, Laura, this is, Sunday this is a, it's a whole thing. for you and your new man. I mean, he works a lot, though. He you can't get the blood too. moon eclipse off? I'm you, can't, a, I'm, you can't call I'm in. See, I'm going to see what I could do. <laughs> God, God, I need my BME leave. What's that? Blood moon eclipse. You didn't know about it, boss? Get Come with on, the program. Babe, get Don't you with listen it. to SPN 710? What's wrong with you? No. Yo, I made him get the app yesterday. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I love He's that. Like, how can I listen? I'm like, baby, go. Yeah, go. Call out that app, girl. You know so, now it's, so now it's like it's baby all the time, right? I mean, it's, I mean look. The thing is, him and I, everybody knows the story of Tebow. We used to date. Right. We stopped. We Scott's dated again. deep into you know the part. I mean, you're the pet name. Scott, come on. Let, oh, them, yeah. let, them, let them live. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. That's babe. That's boo. That's baby. Sure. I mean, whatever Insert you want. Insert phrase here. You know right? what yeah. I'm saying? Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. cute date, okay, on it's Sunday into Monday. But Very I do good. have one Blood question. You said, it was, you said it was five hours is yeah, how long so this eclipse will last? So it's going to last... Um, it's a five-hour span because, you know, the eclipse just doesn't go, whoof. Right. It's like it's the kind like of gradually. thing, Scott, where if you watched it on a time lapse, it would be 30 seconds. Right. But if you look at it, it's you know five hours. Saying, it takes okay. five hours. Right? And you mm-hmm. said that because you actually mentioned the Eastern time when it's supposed to start. Yes. So my, I, the reason I'm asking is this is because if we want to get this thing right, what oh, yeah, time does it are, start and what we'll time? Subtract three hours from nine, so six. So six o'clock local time. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we've got till eleven o'clock. So maybe we've got from about like eight o'clock till eleven o'clock to really see this thing. Yeah, I mean, get Rachel. Get outside on outside. Sunday night. And check out the sun, bro. Get yeah. get a bottle I think of wine that's the, that's the or tequila idea, mandala, yeah. whatever you want. You know what I'm saying? Get a good. I can never say the the board. You could say what the charcuterie board. Charcuterie. There oh, by go. the way, I have a story and a half about a charcuterie Dude, board. I've been trying to perfect that. Mine. Did you see this? Okay, go on. You know what? But, Sorry. Let me let me find this picture, and then I'll get back okay, to it. Okay. So, yeah. So, do that, Cap. You know, that's a cute little date. I do like that. I yeah. do. You'll be night. romantic, too. You know? She yeah. said you weren't. So. Yeah. Sunday night. All right. Yeah. This is a good idea. Yeah. I know. I got You guys know I have to, I'm flying up to Boise, Idaho on oh. Friday. Are you coming back, though? Are you back Sunday? Yeah. I'm just, okay. I'm literally flying. I'll land at like 6 o'clock on Friday, because mm-hmm. I'm taking the day off. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, I'm driving from Boise, Idaho, all the way back to here. How long's that trip? I know my my uh, Google map says 15 hours of driving. 15? Oof. I know. That's not bad. I know. Is that far away? I guess it is. Yeah, because yeah. it's in the yeah. middle of nowhere. Right? Yeah, exactly. Sorry. I, I, I wasn't even <laughs> using my brain correctly. I was like, what? A, that was not what I was expecting to hear. But I am glad you told me about this uh, Sunday funny. night eclipse thing. Yeah. This is going to be very helpful for me. And Clinton, then you throw on top of it the whole roof thing. Mm-hmm. That takes it to another level. I think I'm living both of those on Sunday the night. The wine. Sure. And the charcuterie bird. Charcuterie. <laughs> Charcuterie. Charcuterie. I'll give you both. You know. Charcuterie. All right. Well, there you go. That's what you need to know. It's brought to you by Morago Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Clinton Yates is in today for Sedano. It's Sedano and Cap here on 710 ESPN. I see a lot of people want to get onto the airwaves, Clinton. Yep. Because something happened earlier in the show where somebody said on Twitter, yo, guys, can I get on the air? I want to say hello. I want to say what's up. So, yeah, go for it. 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-3776. You want to take a couple calls? Yes, absolutely. But quickly, I am posting a picture of 
the most tremendous charcuterie setup in the history of the globe. Maybe not the history of the globe, but certainly the history of my life that I ever saw. We can get to that later, but let's go to his calls. Here's Paul in Studio City on Sedano and Cap. Paul, what's happening? Hey, guys. Uh, so listening to the show, um, from what I can hear from the Dion take on Twitter, uh, you guys kept saying, is he talking about hiring more coaches? I don't think that's what he means because when he, he, re, he, he reiterated the word uh, qualified a couple times in that take, and he was talking about money, I think he's talking about the fact that you got immature young adults that are getting more money than they've ever seen at, at a younger age than before, now they're going to need help with properly managing that or at least having qualified people that can give good advice uh, to young athletes. Because, I mean, let's be real, they're already like the, the, the big people on campus, you know, most popular guy and probably the guy getting paid like the quarterback and stuff like that. But, hey, they got to learn how to manage their money before they just go right through it and become an Antoine Walker, you know what I'm saying? I'm sorry. This is such a red herring. I I don't buy into the notion that all athletes have some ridiculous poverty level or whatever stupid streak where every time they get a little cash, they don't know what they're doing. I do see your point, though, but I think what he means by qualified people is those people are still coaches. Whether or not they're coaching football or not is not exactly the point. The strength coach doesn't teach you how to run a route. The strength coach teaches you how to get stronger. The mental health coaches teach you how to be a better athlete. I think what he's saying is they just need more support staff cap, you know what I'm saying, to be around these people. But I don't think it's because of anything much more than the power balance as much as it is any real concern for their financial or fiduciary um, future. Yeah, I mean, I think the 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 way we, we've talked about it was at first I thought he was just talking about, hey, we need bigger coaching staffs. And, and I used the word babysit because it sounded like he was saying to me, hey, I need more people here to watch over these young guys because their whole lives and attitudes have changed because you're now paying them like pros and they make more money than the coaches. And we need more help to, to, to control all the attitudes. But then as I thought more about it, I feel like he was saying, hey, we need more help just to, to take care of these guys yep. academically, financially, uh, emotionally, whatever. The stakes are higher. And that's, I think that's all his point is. And if the stakes are going to be higher for the kids, then I think what he's saying is his coaching staff should be better equipped in order to – Handle those stakes. I think that's a reasonable request from Deion Sanders. All right, here's Stephen in Glendale checking in on Sedano and Cap here on 710 ESPN. Stephen, what's happening on a Wednesday afternoon? Cap, I'm just wondering how you're feeling today because, you know, I the way I'm hearing it, I'm, I listen every day. You're taking a lot less abuse today than you normally do. And I'm, I'm thinking it's because Sedano's out. I'm just wondering on days where you wake up and you know Sedano's out, does your chest feel lighter? Do you feel like you're walking on air, twinkling your eyes? What, what's it like for you? It's a good question. It's a fair question. This it is. is. Ask Slee level of question. It is. It is. I know. And I know. And it, it is a good question. I am taking a lot less abuse today. Thank you, Clinton. Well, let me tell you this. This is also the element of this. I can't remember that caller's name, but thank you for the phone call. That was Stephen in Glendale. Stephen in Glendale. I haven't seen Cap in a while. So I don't come in hot on days in which I haven't seen people talking about where you've been. I'm this and I'm that. <laughs> However, when I show up tomorrow and Scott's looking disheveled at the casino, <laughs> trust me, there will be things I have to say about that matter. This is simply me being diplomatic on the first day of the mission. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's how that works. But I will tell you, Stephen, I, I do think you're right. I think on days where I know Sedano is taking the day off, like I wake up and like I... Ah, you know, it was a fresh day. It feels good out here today. Versus, like, day, I'm like, oh, no, Sedano's going to just beat up on me all day long. Mm. Sedano's just going to keep saying to everybody, Lindsay, don't you think Cap's that guy who does this? Laura, don't you think Cap's that guy who does that? Yeah, so it is It is a lighter feeling. I disagree. I, do? I don't think that you have a lighter feeling, Cap. Oh, you don't think so? Yeah, just to yeah. go a little behind the curtain here, I feel like there's been a time or two, you know, where we feel, you're like, oh, I didn't realize uh, Sedano was out today. And I was like, is that a big deal? And you're like, of course it's a big deal because it changes everything. <laughs> as far as wow. like how you plan Lindsay for your day. Lindsay is just airing out all the stuff. It does change everything. So I feel like, you know, you got to you got to kind of, you know, it's it's the Sedano and Cap show. Well, so when a, when Sedano's out, Cap's got to pick up the pace, right? Well, here's a funny thing. Last night we get off the air and it's about 7:30 p.m. and George calls me. We talk a lot after the show, especially when either one of us are driving. And he calls me, and we like we start kind of going through things on the show, and we're t- talking about stuff. And 
And it's like, okay, we're good. I'll talk to you later. Have a good trip. Safe travels. Today, at about 1 o'clock in the afternoon, George calls me. I'm like, oh, no, what's going on? Pre-show call. Yeah, because he's leaving to go somewhere, and he's going on and on about, dude, I did this, and I did that, and I took care of this for us, and I took care of that. And we, and, and so when, I, when the phone started to ring and I saw Sedano, it, it, like, I got anxiety, you know? Um, like, oh, like my a God. Like parent calling you. Yeah, like, what's, like is there an emergency? Like, right. And I answered, like, hello, George, are you okay? Is that what you said? <laughs> he said, keep your shirt on, Cap. Is that what he said? <laughs> yeah. so, okay, so sidebar, quickly. Yeah. I have dropped into the community space. I wrote, quote, this was incredible, by the way, charcuterie for the win. Now, have you gone to the space and Amazing. seen this yet? Have you seen this, Scott? Let me take a quick look here. Let me take a look. Because I saw Laura's, and, and I hate to even say that I saw something that Laura posted, because when she posts and I see it, you know what they tell me, Clinton? They tell me I'm a creeper. Look at the picture of the charcuterie. <laughs> O-M-F-G. Thank you. So good, yeah. Thank you. I was Let's like, stay my on eyes, my Now, eyes let me explain something to you. Mm. I was traipsing around Louisville, Kentucky with Louisville. the mayor. Louisville. There's private parties, mansions, artwork. I'm bragging, but it ain't bragging if it's true. All sorts of stuff going on. We went to one function. And we got there kind of early. And I'm looking around the room. There's a DJ. There's a lovely, you know, outlook over the Ohio River, the sun setting. I turned a right into this kitchen, and I came upon that. And I was like, oh, my Lord. <laughs> I have reached <laughs> salvation. I could. It was the entire kitchen Island. If those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, go to Sedano and Cap community on Twitter right now. This is a real photograph, mm-hmm. not something that I saw in a magazine, not something that I got off of Pinterest. I saw this thing with my eyeballs and I ate my eyeballs off as well. It was out of control. I stayed in that room literally the entire party. It was my great. Eyes twinkled when How much cheese do you think you ate? Cheese? <laughs> I was low on the cheese, but they had a nice fruit selection. A lot of grapes. There was an apricot scenario that I was a big fan of. Some people say apricot. I say apricot. Um, it was great. It I was see a lot of nice, un- like, uh, prosciutto. It looks oh, the like prosciutto here. was, oh. The salami. Oh, Wait, did people really say apricot? I've never heard anyone say apricot. You just heard me say apricot. I know, but you said some people say it as if you, you know. Apricots, apricots. Oh, I've only I heard know. apricot. I don't I really like say this, that uh, word that often. I just right, eat the food. You know? Right next to the apricots, though, this is something that I never really would eat before. But all of a sudden, I've gotten into it. It's that purple log oh, of cheese. Oh, I can't deal with that stuff. That goat cheese or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, it's like this purple log of goat cheese. And it's like, I normally would be like, I don't want to have like this oh. cheese wrapped in, I don't know, some kind of purple fruity thing. My girlfriend buys it sudden, all the time. So and I good. put it at the back of the fridge so I don't have to look at it. My girlfriend buys it, it too. <laughs> she loves it. Yeah. She buys it also, my girlfriend. She loves it. But look at these grapes. I mean, it was just, it was the kind of thing where I got there so early that I just sort of posted up inside and I just watched people's reactions to how they saw the prosciutto and the charcuterie table. It was unbelievable, Scott. Boy, this was, this was a huge deal for me. A lot of nice olives right over here. I mean, the standard has been upped. This, you know what this is, Scott? This is the $350 million Tom Brady contract version <laughs> of your standard charcuterie plate. That's what this is. Right, when you come over to Tom's house, right. you know, you do He's this. like, oh, you want a bite? I had, I had the chef mix something up, you know? Unreal. Yeah, just, just a little something for us. Hey, um, coming up, I have got to talk to you, Clinton, about a debate that is raging that was presented by San Francisco, the Giants, Gabe Kapler, oh, their manager. Yes. This is a raging debate and one that we must jump into. We'll get there next. This is Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Yo, just a reminder, everybody. If you want your chance to win VIP tickets, not just tickets, VIP tickets. Yatesian tickets. Right. <laughs> to the sold out 
710 Mandy Awards. It is on June 24th. The number one thing you could do right now to win tickets, download the all-new ESPN LA app, click the contest button, and get in the game, Jack. Because I know I promised you guys, a lot of you guys, like tickets to the Mandy's. Well, so far, I got nothing. I got no juice. Zero juice. Yeah, I mean, it's like one of those things where you come to the door and you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm friends with Scott. And then I walk up to the front and I'm like, yeah, let these people in. They're fine. But in this case. I don't think that's going to work in this that's case. That's not going to work. <laughs> yeah. That's some, not going to work this time. Some tells me that's not right. you got to have tickets. So you need to download the ESPN LA app. You need to go to the contest page. And you need to get in the game if you're going to get to the Mandy's. That's all I can tell you. I'll be there. I know you will be. You Tell don't you need a ticket. You you, you, you got are. the all access VIP. Got this face too. <laughs> Sorry, no. Speaking of faces, so so Gabe Kapler, the manager of the San Francisco Giants, he's a pretty light hearted guy. Yeah, one of the more progressive managers, just in terms of like personality in the league for sure, as in the major leagues. So he's sitting in the uh, in the dugout and he's doing like pregame interviews, and he pretty much on his own, decides to spark a debate about beards versus mustaches. Did you know this was mustache May? <laughs> no, but I was I was going to say, Kapler, absolutely a member of the Handsome Man community. Oh, just, he's, just so we're clear. Just so he's, we're clear. He's, he's the president of the, of the Northern mm-hmm. California chapter. I, I, I don't know how they run their chapter, but, but I know he's, yeah, he's, 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 he's certainly a member. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think he is too. Even I can't deny that. Here's what Gabe Kapler said that has created this controversy that we must get into. Go ahead and play it. So this is sort of like the, is a hamburger a sandwich? Oh, it's a Question, important. like hot dog, is that a sandwich? Like where does that, okay, so this is about mustaches, since it's mustache made. And I was talking to some of our players who have full beards. If you have a full beard, do you also have a mustache? No. No, okay, so here's my counter to that. If you go to the barber shop and you have a full beard, the barber may say, would you like me to leave your mustache a little bit longer? Doesn't that mean that you have a mustache? No. Do you have a full beard? Yeah. So, yeah. If you want a mustache, just shave off the rest of it. Is that what you're trying to say, Gabe? No. No, no, no. We have a lot of players who who wear full beards, in my opinion, they are participating in Mustache May. So, okay, so what's the line? Let's say you okay. take... I, I, see, I, see, I see the like question. Short, <laughs> I, see, I see what the, 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 the distinction is here. <laughs> okay. Which is he, what he's saying is like, I don't want to have to have my guys walk... Like, hair on your upper lip, regardless of where other, where else hair is, qualifies as him. He's an Ali Ali in free... You know what I'm saying? He's an inclusive guy when it comes to his facial hair delineations, Cap. But I disagree with him. I disagree with him, too, to be quite honest. A full, because that's the reason why it's called a full beard is because you have the full complement of facial hair options. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you've got a – I mean, because there's – okay, first of all, let's be clear about this. When this was shared in the group chat, there were some things said that were quite funny, Cap. <laughs> Let's let's we're gonna since we're going behind the curtain lens. Let me just read from our group chat very quickly. Hold on, let me find this. Okay, so you can have a beard without a mustache and a mustache with a beard. No, those were Lindsay's thoughts. No, a mustache with. I meant like you can have one without the other. That's what I said. And well, I wrote hundred percent chance you've hooked up with a with a chin strap guy. And I said I don't know what a chin you strap said, is because What's I don't. What's a chin strap? Or I didn't. And then Laura dropped a picture of I don't know who this person is. Google. I, I don't want to Google. Oh, you just how Googled, many? Just Googled it. You just Google chin yeah. strap. Okay. Yeah. Question though: How many how many dudes have, with a chin strap have you hooked up with? Zero. But let okay. me follow up okay. with what I said Third was question. what I said was. You're from Ohio. Stop fronting. Which is where the chin strap is extremely popular yeah, I've in never this seen, country. I haven't yeah. seen, like I said, I haven't seen anybody with a chin strap, as you call it, since I saw dudes wearing Affliction t-shirts watching UFC fights back in like circa like 2010 maybe. Scott, well, wait a second. I rest my case. Wait a second. I have a question. Is a chin strap, are you saying that a chin strap is a beard but with a bald upper lip, no mustache? Correct. Okay, I never knew that as as a chin strap. I knew that as an Abe Lincoln. Okay, but Abe, I mean, yeah, but like chin straps, 
you know, there's an update to Abe Lincoln. Yeah, oh, okay. All right. So the, so the more, you're, you're, entry, you're, you know. you're saying the more contemporary version yes, of an Abe Lincoln and, is a chin strap. Sure. And, but I mean, let's, let, well, let's then, be clear. But, there's some derision with the term chin strap. Like, some guys can have a good-looking beard that I wouldn't call a chin strap. I think of a guy, you know what I'm thinking of? Cliff Floyd. He's on MOB Network all the time, played in league for years, played in Major League Baseball for years, good-looking brother, friend of mine. He's got a beard without a mustache. That's not a chin strap. It happens to not be. But there are, when, you, when you've got, when it looks like a chin strap, it's a chin strap. You know what I'm saying? But then Laura no corrected you and said, that's the Dominicans and Puerto Ricans go to because she's dated a few. Yeah, but that's not a correction. That's an addition. To the Wikipedia okay. page. I don't think that that's zero sum in that case. That's okay. just, the okay. chin strap is, you know, Rocky chin strap for years? Kyle's classmate of mine, Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger. That guy had a chin strap for a long time. <laughs> Fact. Okay, so a chin strap is having a beard without a mustache, but what Kapler is saying is that if you have a full beard... You meet the eligibility requirements for mustache met. Well, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that either, because right. I think that a mustache is a standalone piece of facial hair. Whereas a full beard, it includes a mustache. Right. Right. You, you could have one without the other. Right. We, we agree on that part. But do you agree with what he's doing from a leadership managerial standpoint? Meaning he knows that he's going to get a lot of scruff if he's going to be telling guys, hey, shave your beard, but don't shave your mustache so we can all look like these goofballs. I think he's just trying to... Let's just say rock the boat as little as possible. You know what I'm saying? And he's allowing guys he's allowing guys through the transfer portal on eligibility setup. That is not the normal one. You think his guys are walking into his office going, Hey Skip, can I talk to you for a second? Hey, <laughs> um, look, I don't know uh, how I feel about this, but it's you know, it's mustache May. Now, I just want to say, I don't know what mustache May is for. I'm guessing it's charity related. Okay, and, and this is mental health awareness month, but what's the what's the thing in November? What, what's that? Where you so that's shave. kind of the same thing. I'm guessing it's a similarly related like no thing. No shave no November. Yeah. No shave yeah. November. Mo oh, it's, it's called, yeah, no shave November or is it called Movember? Whatever. It's, okay. it's, we know what we're talking yeah, about here. It's, yeah, it's a mashup of the. Sure. But mashup. is Movember, do you, are you supposed to grow a mustache or are you supposed to grow a full beard? Full beard. Oh, really? really? Yeah. I thought it was a mustache. I thought it was a mustache, too. No, it's a full beard. I, I mean, I, listen, I don't keep up on month-to-month -month facial hair competitions, but no. I mean, I thought that that was a mustache. I thing. had... Uh, a guy that I was dating, he can't, he couldn't, like he. Tried I can't it. grow a beard either. And he was like, I, I can't I, do I it. Feel terrible. So, yeah. It. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, very well. I mean, so, I, I think Gabe, though. By, by the way, can we can we play that again quickly? Can we get can we just get a couple? Can we get because I I need you out of this is something I do. I like to break down sound as somebody that's been in a lot of these situations. Just listen to the level of. I mean, this is a serious comment here from Gabe Cavill. He's taking this very seriously. Hit so it. this is sort of like the is a hamburger a sandwich. Oh, I mean, this is a Kaplan-like like setup in yeah. terms of all that he goes through to get like to the actual point. <laughs> okay, so this is about mustaches, since it's mustache May. You can see the hands and moving in I was in talking your, to some your... of our players who have full beards. If you have a full beard, do you also have a mustache? No. No. <laughs> no, not okay, really. So here's my counter to that. If you here's go to my the barber shop and you have a full beard, the barber may say, would you like me to leave your mustache a little bit longer? <laughs> this Doesn't is that so mean specific. you have a mustache? No, no, not really. Do you have a full beard? Yeah. So, yeah. That, okay, that's my favorite part of the though. interview. Is yeah. that what you're trying to say, Gabe? Right. I don't know who, who the reporter is. I don't is. either. But the fact that she is so into this, she's like, no, 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 that's not a mustache. She's she's telling him from the beginning, no, no, right, no. You're way off. <laughs> and then she, she ultimately tells him, look, if, if you want to have a mustache, shave off your beard. Like, whoever the female reporter is in there, she's my favorite. That was great. That was, that was absolutely fantastic. And so the other thing about that, I mean, the level of sincerity for that comment is fantastic. And it also leads me to believe this, Scott, that he might have run into an issue or two with this at a barbershop in his life. He seemed to have very clear directive play calls on how he's going to run his plate approach once he gets into the barber chair about his beard. The level of specifics there, Cap, was incredible. I'm looking for somebody to put it into the Sedano and Cap community on Twitter to explain, because I've never heard of it until today, what mustache may is supposed to be all about. I've I, never I heard know. of mustache may. Me neither.
Oh, we have a barber on the line who may be able to answer some of these questions. We have a barber and, on the yes. line. Andy right. in L.A. Is it Sliwa? No, I'm joking. All right. <laughs> uh, Andy, good afternoon. Perhaps you could get involved in this conversation. What do you say, man? What's up, brother? In my experience, I've been a barber for 14 years. I think if you have a full beard, that includes the mustache, man, because I ask the same question all the time. When I'm doing beards, I'm like, do you want to fix your mustache or leave it alone? Because some people are particular about their mustache when they have full beards. I would say it's part of the beard, and you do have a mustache when you have a beard. So Okay, so let me ask you. So in your opinion, the mustache is a separate, we'll just say nation state, from the beard diplomatically? Um, I don't think, yeah, mustache is by itself, but if you have a full beard with the mustache, you also have a mustache. Okay. All right. All right. It's a little weird to ask a guy if you want to want to shave his mustache, right? I just, um, I guess I, I thought that a mustache was a standalone thing. I thought, but a mustache lives inside of a beard unless you have one of these Abe Lincolns, a.k.a. a chin strap. Like Giannis has a chin strap, doesn't he? Uh, sort of. I, would, I mean, you got to understand as well that like. Um, if you pull something off, you know. That like, mm. how do I say this? There's something derogatory a little bit about saying, calling somebody's. Hair, facial hair, chin strap. Oh, why? I thought it just meant that they don't have a mustache as part of their beard. No, I mean, that's part of what the description is. But, like, if you roll up on somebody and go, hey, nice chin strap, bud, you're probably in for a fight. Oh, really? Yes, absolutely. 100%. Because dudes who wear chin straps love to fight, too. That's the other part of this. That, oh, I don't want yeah. anything to do with these chin strap fighting guys with these affliction T-shirts on. I don't want anything to do with this. Yeah, no, that's my point. Exactly. So, like, when you describe that, Lindsay, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, affliction shirts, tap out, all that. You know what I'm saying? Skate shoes and, you know, whatever. Cargo shorts. Oh, yeah. That, that's the that's the UFC, yo, bro, I could have been in this league starter pack. That's oh, what that see, is. I think of it as like the Jersey Shore starter pack. Same, you know what? Same, same family. Same, yeah. same, oh, same wait, 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 wait. You family. said I definitely hooked up with a guy like that as if you know anything <laughs> that, okay, whatsoever right, about right, it. You, you, know, you don't have to go so serious. The point was you were in Ohio at a time in which this was a thing. I, I don't, okay. That's a numbers game right okay, there. Wow. It's not about you. I didn't know that you traveled to Ohio that much in the early 2000s, Clinton. Well, I lived in Ohio in the early 2000s because I was in college. you lived going in a college. College town is totally different because you think I didn't get a, you, a college this member a, a college of the handsome town, man community didn't get around the state but, to visit the coeds in various college, institutions. Exactly, exactly. So college towns are totally different because that was definitely like a movement among like the frat dudes. Where sure. like you know like that and, and say, you know they, they have the different styles that you would associate with like a frat. I frat never saw a frat right? dude with a chin strap. Not not, not, not frat, but you know what it I mean. was always some dude who drove a Budweiser truck. But that's another story. Yeah, hey, by saying. the way, I brought up Giannis because I because I'm watching him on TV right now. How about this? 37 seconds to go. Bucks and Celtics are tied at 105 apiece. We'll find out who wins this game and big deal or no deal next on Sedano and Cap here on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. George is on the road, out for those NBA playoffs. By the way, Milwaukee and Boston. Boston's up 107, 105, 31 seconds to go in the game. Giannis had oh, blood really? dripping down from his left eye. I couldn't exactly see how that happened, but turn that on. You watching this? No, I got, I'm watching the Halos out here getting blanked by the Rays. Go you on. You got to turn this on, man. Yeah, I do need to do that. All right, it's time for big deal or no deal, and here is Lindsay Baseball standing by. 
All right, so the PGA Tour has reportedly laid the hammer down in regards to players playing in Liv's golf season's opener. All PGA Tour members are required, of course, to seek releases to compete in any non-tour events. Of course, the, the Live Tour is the controversial Saudi-backed tour that's going to be taking place or kicking off over in London later this month. So some tour players have been granted permission to compete on other tours around the world for years. But PGA Tour Tour players who sought permission to play in this event this year have been denied. So is this a big deal or no deal, Cap? I'm going to say it's a big deal. Um, look, the, the story of Phil Mickelson, I've talked a little bit about it. I know not everybody's so into it, but like I find it fascinating because I think Phil's got himself a whole world of trouble on his hands, especially as this first book comes out, but there's others that I'm told are in the works as well. Because of this whole thing that he got himself into a couple of years ago with the stock market, and then the guy who was like the most famous gambler in the world wound up going to jail and taking the, the fall, blah, blah, blah. But with Phil Mickelson saying that he wanted to go over and play on this Saudi tour because of the money, and a lot of other PGA players thinking, well, why would we not want to go make that money? Now the tour is saying, you go, you're out. That is, that is a big deal. And I, I'm trying to remember who it was. I saw somebody earlier today. Was it Adam Scott, one of these golfers, saying, Hey, if you want to go play, then just get off our tour. So I say big deal. I'm going to say no deal, mainly because nobody's going to play on this tour. I don't disagree with you from a topic standpoint, Scott, but here's the other person who's the fulcrum of this story who is not Phil Mickelson. That's your boy Greg Norman, the shark, who's out here acting outrageously sanctimonious over something that is pretty clear and dry to a lot of people just not something they want to be involved in he's talking about i don't answer to these people i don't answer to that people that's not how it works bro you know what i'm saying like i I don't know why greg norman seems to think he's above the fray when it comes to people being like how about no we just don't want to be a part of it there's no antitrust happening here there's nothing wrong with this the pga tour has its own rules sure they create an exemption sometimes sometimes they don't this is basics to me, and I think Greg Norman is way out over his skis on this, and he's finding out the hard way. Have you seen that thirty for thirty about Greg Norman and his fail at the Masters? You ever seen? Have you watched that? I've not seen that one. No, I need to watch that because I didn't even know that existed. I don't know how, but I, I need to watch that. And it's funny because I haven't seen it either yet. But I've heard from so many friends of mine. They're like, "Have you not watched this Greg Norman thing?" Yet? I'm like, "No, not yet." They're like, "You've got to see this." I'm like, "Okay, I don't really I, like Greg Norman. I don't like, like him this, either. I've got this sour taste in my mouth for Greg Norman." You know, he's just I mean, I don't want to use a term that I shouldn't use, but it red, you know, it, let's just say it starts with red and ends with something that sounds like pass. But like, you know, what I mean, his whole vibe to me is just he's just a little too. I, I don't even know how to explain it. I'm, I'm not a large fan of him. And I don't think that he's it's, it's one of those deals where, as the kids say on the Internet, that doesn't hit the way you think it does. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, bro, I don't think that this is a good idea and most people don't either maybe you should give it a rest but that's just yeah me. i think of, i guess my i think of greg norman you talk about how earlier today i've talked a few stories about big money i think of greg norman as being a guy that was always all about the money right that's what and, i'm saying and, and like there's scruples involved and people are asking about I me mean, people have concerns about, about this from a scruple standpoint not from a ability to make money in the free market standpoint those aren't even the same thing in terms of the discussion right now and he's conflating them acting like people are stupider than they are when they're not I mean, that'd be like a guy who plays in Major League Baseball and playing for a team being like, ah, oh, you know, once in a while we're going to ask and make sure my team's okay with me playing in, like, you know, the local Lake County Captain's charity softball game. Like, sure, that's fine. And then this being something where it's like a completely, oh, we're going to go play a professional game and make league. money. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, the fact that he's trying to, you know, make it seem like they're not competition and that it's okay to do both is very weird. Very, very weird. weird. Does not indicate a very smart human being, yeah. but that's just me. All right, What's so next, next one. Brooklyn Nets general manager Sean Marks had a clear message for guard Kyrie Irving today that his long-term future with the organization is not secure. Marks said in a press conference, quote, We need people here that want to be here. They're selfless, that want to be a part of something bigger than themselves, and there's an objective and there's a goal at stake here, and in order to do that, we're going to need availability from everybody. So, you know, everyone's talking about this and how it's – Seems to be a shot at, A, Kyrie Irving, and probably a little bit at Ben Simmons, too. So do you think what he said is a big deal or no deal, Clinton? I think it's a big deal. Um, in general, though, Cap and Linz, I, I I don't take many things that teams and professionals 
particularly in front offices, say during the playoffs who are not in the playoffs because there's an air of, hey, look at me, I want to keep my team in the news element. But I do think he's right. But this also strikes me, Cap, as something that I, I don't know that it needs to be said in public. This is part of your job to handle this in private so that you get the guys that you want. This doesn't seem like something that you want to be sort of virtue signaling out to everybody else because that makes a lot of people look bad unnecessarily. You can practice this without preaching it. I'm going to say big deal also, but you have to understand something. I eat this kind of stuff up. Man. Of course you do. You know, <laughs> I don't want the story lines. Yeah. I don't want them to keep it private. I want them to say these kinds of things public. I love that a general manager of a team that was expected to be a championship contender is essentially publicly ripping one of the biggest stars on the team, and I don't, I can't blame him. Seriously, it's like, hey, Kyrie, we played you this year when we could after we sort of disciplined you because you chose not to want to do what everybody else needed to do, but we played you because we needed you. And we were selfish about it, too. But going forward, dude, if you can't be here for every game, assuming you're healthy enough to play, dude, we're ready to move on because we're kind of tired of having to walk on eggshells around you. That's I fine. like it. But we've all moved on from the Nets because, hello, you're not playing right now. You know what I'm saying? It's a timing thing about the comments to me, Scott, that makes it feel like an attention grab. More I have anything. a question for you. Do What's you that? feel the same way about what Jeannie did yesterday? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least the Lakers missed the playoffs entirely. So they've got to, I mean, they're in a different place than the Nets are. You know what I'm saying? The Nets saying, oh, we're kind of tired of dealing with Kyrie. Well, bro, you've had all season to deal with that. Now you got bounced in the playoffs. Now suddenly you've got something to say. The Lakers situation is in just a much deeper, much more difficult sort of hill to climb in a lot of different ways, in my opinion. It's, Plus, not, it's not one for one. Jeannie, I don't think she said anything like as what could be like conceived as like salacious and detrimental to the team as the GM of the Nets did. Right. Because to me, like, if, if you don't know what his future is, like, he doesn't have, like, his his contract is, is expiring. Like, then just don't sign him. Like, I just think the fact that he's putting their business out there just does nothing but cast signs of utter dysfunction. Yeah. And the fact God, that, I like, he's it. putting their business out there, it's just like, I'm sorry, guys. this is not going to end well. This is not going to end well. I am such a sensationalist, and I just can't get enough of stuff like this. If I'm the owner, I'm just like, yeah, I don't know about this guy. There, he's putting our business out there to the media. Right. Like, I feel like he might have just put his job in jeopardy you by saying know. that. Might have been the owner's idea. Yeah, right. The owner could have said to him, "Dude, you know. we're yeah. done with Kyrie." Exactly. Dysfunction. Dysfunction. Exactly. All right. So, last one here, really quick. Hey, I just want to tell you guys, Milwaukee has beaten Boston, one ten, one oh seven. Milwaukee took a 3-2 series lead. Clinton, you're going to love this. I was actually looking at player props earlier today. I just saw the play, by the way. Go ahead. Nobody cares about the Celtics in L.A. Let me tell you something. Uh, 31.5 She's right. for, uh, for Giannis, and I think he scored 39 tonight. Gotcha. Okay. So I'm trying to get into it, man. Okay. You talk more about the Celtics in L.A. See how that goes. Well, give me a break. Mm-hmm. I'm messing with you, dude. I'm just, saying. I'm just saying. I'm just trying to keep these callers and these these community members off your back, bro. That's I'm, I'm here to tell you that the game just ended, and you might want to know the score. There you go. <laughs> no, fair enough. It was a good defensive play, by the way, that ended it, too. All right, Thank you going, for man. the update from the dusk. <laughs> bum, that's, bum, from the, bum, that's from Nuggets, the high-speed newswire. Nuggets center Nikola Djokic received the MVP award for the second straight year, which makes him only the 13th player ever to win it two seasons in a row. The best part about this is the way that he accepted the trophy, and he did that in the most Djokic way possible at a horse stable in a small city in Serbia. He arrived on a small carriage with Serbian music playing in the background, no fancy (laughs) outfit, just shorts, a tank top, and, of course, his helmet because he's riding the horse. He later proceeded to do an interview at the stable, and, you know, he said several times throughout his NBA career that he doesn't think too much about these awards, and this time wasn't any different. But is him accepting the MVP award in this very unplanned yet seemingly unintentional over-the-top fashion a big deal or no deal, Cap? I'm going to say no deal. Clinton, you've been watching Winning Time, right? Absolutely. One of my favorite lines of the entire series happened in the final episode where Dr. Jerry Buss is going to Philadelphia for Game 6 of the NBA Finals. And the brass from the Celtics shows up, and they're like, yeah, well, we've got the MVP, the rookie oh, yeah. of the year, and, uh, and I don't know, the executive of the year. And Jerry Buss looks back at him and says, huh, you got all the awards that don't mean anything. That don't count is what right. he says. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that so, was a great line. I loved it. So for me, Jokic accepting the award in his home country in kind of a very informal fashion, funny, not a big deal, so I'm going no deal. There's only one way this is a big deal to me. 
which is not because of Nikola. I need to know the location of the Jokic brothers in this because those two dudes are no joke. If you've never seen that dude's two older brothers, they basically look like identical twins that are his bodyguards and would take you out. When that little situation happened with him and uh, was it Markeith or was it Marcus Morris? I can't remember which Morris brother it was. But they had a little situation, and those two dudes popped up on the back of the bench. I thought they were going to tear somebody's <laughs> limbs off in the middle of that game. So all I care about when I hear about Nikola is what's going on with his two brothers so I can make sure I'm not there in case it goes down. You know what I'm saying? Love those guys, though. Repping big time. Uh, that's great. All right, Linz, that's big deal or no deal. Sure is. There you go. All right. Uh, coming up, we started here. We'll finish here. What did you think today when the story was reported? And when I say story was reported, I should say the rumor was perpetuated that Phil Jackson is in Jeannie's ears and he wants to get rid of LeBron. We'll get to that. Coming right back. Clinton's in for Sedano. It's Sedano and Cap on 710 ESPN. All right. It's Sedano and Cap here on 710 ESPN. Clinton Yates, the president of the Handsome Man community, at least the local chapter, that is. What up? In the house. Tomorrow afternoon, myself, DeMarco Farr, the Super Bowl champion Ram. Clinton says he's stopping by. I'll pop by for sure. Mason in Ireland. We will all be tomorrow at the Hollywood Park Casino. We're having a Lombardi party. Clinton, <laughs> have you ever held the Lombardi trophy? Uh, I think so. I can't. I mean, like. I feel like I have because I feel like I remember thinking it was lighter than I thought it was going to be. It's not right. the heaviest trophy in the world. Whereas the Heisman, for example, is extremely heavy. Separate discussion. But I yes. have never held the Heisman. Yeah, it's pretty heavy, bro. <laughs> I, I held the Lombardi for the first time about two, three weeks ago for the that. NFL draft. And um, it's weighted in a weird kind of way because it's very light on the bottom, but it's all the weight seems to be up in the football at the top. So yeah. you've got to hold it by the back of the neck. I exactly. tried to compare it to... When you milk a rattlesnake, have you ever done that? No, I've not. Sorry. You familiar with milking a rattlesnake? <laughs> no, I'm not. Sorry. Come on. You've seen it on like you know these, these Animal Planet shows where you take the rattlesnake by the back of the head, you put his fangs over the glass, you push down on the rattlesnake's head, the juice comes out. You've seen that. Uh, sure, I have seen that. I didn't know that was known as milking. Yeah, you, but you, like, I think the way that you say like you milk the rattlesnake. Means milk comes out. Right. Yeah, like it's a completely different visual. But then when you specify like... You you milk the venom. I feel like if you're oh okay now I get it because I feel oh, like oh you thought I was talking yeah. about like if it were a cow. Like, <laughs> you were that's milk what I was thinking. Like, what I don't like, get it. Hey rattlesnake, just relax right now. I'm just going to milk you for a little bit. Hold you on, know, but let me ask you. You you said that like let's be clear. You said that like it was something you had done with your own exactly. hands. Exactly. That's, that's why, why I pointed I like, out when you first said it. What I was are like, you talking Wait, about? What? Yeah. You've done this before. <laughs> right. He was like, what? You know yeah, Steve Irwin's done it a million times, but <laughs> Scott Kaplan, no chance. I was like, yeah. uh, I don't know about what you're talking about. But yeah, I, I've never milked a rattlesnake. Um, gotcha. I'm very afraid of snakes, as a matter of fact. Clinton, <laughs> did you, uh, did you, before we get back to this, this uh, Phil Jackson story, I just want to ask you, have you seen the story about the guy who has never flown a plane in his life having to land a plane because the pilot in the plane was incoherent so the dude gets on the you know the the walkie-talkie system and he's talking to you know the the flight whoever these people are what are they what are they called the um the people in the thing you know help me here uh, yes i have the seen flight, the story because control. No, yeah, i shared control. it with you yeah, yeah, sir air traffic control <laughs> yes i saw this cuz i shared it with you yeah. like i just there's a couple of things here that are pretty crazy because I fly a lot and I think about these kind of contingency plans all the time. Not because I'm like a fearful flyer, but just because I sort of wonder like what would happen if something went wrong. And I don't mean something went wrong like somebody did something wrong, but something just, again, an accident. I would be panicked out of my mind. There's no way I would have the cool – like I'd be able to handle, I think, a situation in which let's just say – whatever expertise I might have was needed in like the passenger cabin. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, maybe you need to calm somebody down and somebody needs to talk to them or something like that. I could do that. I couldn't jump to the helm of some gazillion pound iron bird. You know what I'm saying? And bring that thing down. No way. Unbelievable skill here. Unbelievable. I had just a couple weeks ago had this totally bizarre dream that my father who I, I said it's kind of he's a man's man, my dad. You know, like he can he could he can milk a he can milk a rattlesnake easily. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no problem. Dude can fix anything with his hands. So I had this weird dream that my dad told me. He goes, "Hey, 
I'm going to get in this plane, you're going to get in that plane, and you'll meet me at the airport. So I'm like, wait, Dad, we're going to fly these planes? And he's like, yeah, get in and let's go. And I'm like, but I don't know how to fly the plane. And he's like, you'll figure it out. And I'm like, okay, well, my dad's giving me this kind of confidence. He must know that I can figure this out. I'm going to fly this plane. So he gets in this little small plane, and he goes out in front of me, and he takes off, and he goes up into the air. And I get into my plane, and I'm like, okay, if I pull this thing back, it's probably going to lift up. Here's the gas. Here's the brake. I think I can do this. And as I taxi to the runway, and I'm just about to take off, I realize I'm not going to know how to land. Mm. So I literally turned the plane around, and I parked it, and then I woke up. So I don't know what happened there. That's after, a long dream. It was a long dream. But Lindsay, I think, was Lindsay, was it you who, who analyzed the dream? Yeah. It, I Man, I'll have to look it back up again. No, I no. didn't. I'm Here's not the personal dream analyzer, you know. But I, I googled it. No, but there was there was a there was a Red Bull um, thing that these two pilots were doing, where they were both jumping out of their airplanes and landing in the other plane, and then landing. So two different what? guys would take. Yeah, I know. Wow. You didn't see this? No. Oh, dude, it was crazy. Anyway, the whole point of the story is this: uh-huh. you send this article about this guy who lands this plane. If I'm flying in a tiny little two-person plane and the pilot goes incoherent and I got to take over, now I got to land the plane by talking to air traffic control. The guy who landed this plane, this is like Sully Sullenberger level flying here. Sure. You understand that? I, I listen. I could land a two-person prop plane, I believe, with help from the air traffic controllers. If it were like I don't know a 747 or something of a commercial liner type, absolutely not. That's what I'm saying. You get a big plane, a Sully-style plane? Oh, no way. So you feel confident. I'm going to soil my shorts before I land that plane. I understand that, especially on on a a piece of, you know, on a body of water. Exactly. You know, the Hudson River. (laughs) I've played, um, my my nephew, who is uh, 11 now, plays a lot of the video games. When we go to arcades and stuff, we do that a lot. Plays a lot of those uh, simulator, like flight simulator. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, those type of games. Probably played those hundreds of times. So much to the point where, like, I feel like I wouldn't completely, like, pass out, freak out, and die if I was faced with having to land a plane. I can see that. I, By the way, one of the things, you might get, be into this, Scott. My buddy from home, my man Rez, shouts to Rez, he turned me on to this person who is a regular pilot who flies private planes or whatever, these kind of prop personal planes. But, like, it's a TikTok account, and she basically goes through Every single thing she does. Oh, my God. And then flies so the plane. It's amazing. Michael Thompson views. would love that. It's so cool. She just describes it all, breaks it down, you know, fun, bubbly personality, flies the plane for a little while, lands it. And that's it. It's great. Wow. On Goes TikTok, live. Huh? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's a full live situation. I, I feel like the most recent TikTok account that I followed somebody turned me on to is a guy who walks up to people with, like, really expensive cars or knocks on people's doors because oh, they've got really nice houses. I, you know like, what? That hey, guy's going to get do? punched in the face sometime soon. He's a little too invasive with how he asks those questions, if you ask me. But oh, what about, yeah. Or the people what, with the fancy clothes. Yeah, I'm like, bro, you can roll up on me, ask me what I do for a living. How about serve knuckle sandwiches, buddy? Get on my face. You know <laughs> how about saying? a mink mink? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> no, but... That guy is pretty cool because I think he does do an interesting job. It's just a little too like it's a little too in your face, salty for me. But he's funny. Yeah, um, I'll tell you who's in your face a lot is the guy who does the uh, shopping cart thing. Like if you don't put your shopping cart back at the grocery store, who's what? in your face? You've never seen that guy? No. Oh yeah, there's a guy. Listen, on- I'm not on TikTok like a responsible grown 41 year old man. I watch TikToks on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you very much. Yeah, this guy's on Instagram. It's I'm trying to remember what it's called. It's where um, he walks around uh, to like you know grocery stores and people who don't put their carts back. His, it's called cart narks. That's what wow. it's called, cart narks. And he sits there and he interviews people about why they don't put their carts back. <laughs> that that actually is pretty funny. Yeah, it is good. You can get caught up in it for. I a was long gonna time. say that. Yeah, that's a pretty decent rabbit hole. I saw uh, an article on the on the interwebs recently where there was a guy who was zip tying carts to uh, your door handles on your cars. Like in this situation, <laughs> if you did not return, if he saw you not take your cart back. Who has this kind of time? I don't know, but <laughs> who just, cares this much? Right? Yeah. I mean, like, is it? I mean, that does say a lot of what kind of person you are if you don't put your cart. Back, does it, though. or True. does it just say about what you're doing that day? I don't know. I feel like there's always the extra always. what thirty seconds mm-hmm. to take the freaking cart back, or at least take it to one of those little stables in the parking lot. Sure. I mean, you know, I, I, cart. I mean, this is these are misdemeanor social offenses. To me. You know what I'm I saying? disagree. I think I'm not a, throwing the book at anybody okay. for moving a cart in a parking lot. Misdemeanor social. At Costco, 
You know what Costco I'm talking about. That Costco, Costco has people that get them for you. No, but they just so, like, the other day it took me 30 minutes, and then, like, the one spot, everybody was like, I'm like, if that dude would have just put, so I was trying to get off to take the cart out of the little spot, and I'm like, dude, the little, the little thing, whatever okay, it's called, it was, like, right there. You're, that's, are you talk, which Costco are you talking about? Are you talking about the one near my house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one is Ugh. awful. Like, it's got the worst so parking bad. lot ever. Like, oh, Scott, dude. the pedestrian pattern in this thing is something I almost went. Uh, your boy almost showed up to a city council meeting to wow. talk about this. Because every single time, I used to live right next door to it. And so I'd walk through the parking lot, and I'm like, there's nowhere to walk. I don't care if it's a parking lot. Humans drive the cars. You have to have a decent flow so people can walk around this thing. In those cases, I do have a problem with the cart stuff when it Fs up the pedestrian path. I understand that. Maybe I have a man. whole major problem with my local Costco, too, because there's, like, one lane I to get Costco. into the gas station, and it just it turns into, like, hundreds of cars causing a traffic jam right. and other people going around them so that they can turn right, but not because they're going into the gas station because they're going to another place. It just makes me nuts. No, this isn't a Costco issue for me. This is a Costco's parking lot as it is designed issue, and there are other establishments in the parking lot. So it's not about, it's not about Costco. I love Costco. Yeah, but that parking, parking lot. Oh, I get on. it. I do. Hey, Clinton, by tomorrow, Yes. by the time we get on the air tomorrow afternoon at 4 o'clock, do you think there will be more um, blowback or blow up, if you will, on this story where L.A. Times columnist and ESPN television personality Bill Plaschke says on national radio today, and I quote, I've heard that Phil, meaning Jackson, would like LeBron traded, and then he goes on to say, but I have nothing to back that up. No on-the-record stuff to back that up. I've just heard it. I do know that Phil would like to keep Russell Westbrook and try to make it work with him. So the the rumor-mongering, again, big fan of it, um, <laughs> the rumor-mongering from Bill is that Phil Jackson wants to get rid of LeBron, but Phil Jackson actually believes in Russell Westbrook. Do you think that there will be more to this story by tomorrow? If I were to use my fabulous experience news judgment, my answer would be to quote Bugs Bunny in that funny meme, no. I just don't I just don't think that what people think about Phil Jackson's opinion, one of the callers said this earlier today, I don't think people take Phil Jackson's opinion that seriously. Now, I would personally, but I also don't think that what Phil's actual expertise in this situation is, is specific roster to roster moves. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not looking at him to decide what the salary cap should be in terms of what their expenditures is. I think he brings more of a for lack of a better term, more of a zen in terms of the over the proceedings that he might oversee in terms of are they moving in the right direction. I don't see him being like, you need to do this or else your franchise is screwed for the next couple of years because they're screwed for the next couple of years anyway. You know what I mean? Well, uh, that seems to be a prevailing opinion. I, uh, I, I'm trying to convince everybody that I understand the heart of a champion and that LeBron James, as a champion, is saying to the world, okay, wait a second, last year I told you keep that energy. You say we're too old. You say we can't shoot. You say we can't defend. Keep that energy. And, boy, people reminded him, him of that as the season went on. But if you're LeBron, it's like, okay, well, we got Russ. We got AD. The three of us played 21 games together last year. We're going to have a new head coach. Let's go shock the world and prove everybody wrong. Yeah. I told you my feeling on this. Run it back. I don't think they should have gotten rid of anybody. People got to get better. Sure, you got to get it up a couple of different pieces, but like you don't have that many options. Blowing it up yet again is probably going to put you back another two to three years, even if you do get something successful. And hello, look around the West. Every team is getting better, except for the Los Angeles Lakers, alas. Memphis and Golden State underway if anybody's going to be watching basketball tonight because the Dodgers have already played earlier today. Yeah. Dodgers lost earlier against Pittsburgh, lost two out of three, which is a pretty big shocker. Um, Clinton, we will see you tomorrow yeah. at the Hollywood Park Casino be for fun. the Lombardi party. Lindsay, will you be on site? Yep, sure will. All nice. right, Laura will be holding it down back at home base. Uh, so we'll see you guys all tomorrow. It's going to be a great time. Um, come on out, have a whole bunch of fun. We're going to play some cards afterwards. We'll see what happens. Uh, but have a great time. Have a great night, everybody. Um, Clinton, thank you so much. Anytime, Laura Lindsay, bro. phenomenal job. <laughs> we are back tomorrow Epic. from Hollywood Park Casino. We'll see you then. Peace out. Good night, everybody.